I'm not paralyzed or anything. So I always tell people, if you kick me, I'll feel it and I will kick you back. (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. This episode is sponsored by rgsgroup.media. Are you looking to build a personal brand, launch a podcast, or build your writer's brand? If so, we can help. rgsgroup.media is a brand agency that specializes in personal brand development for writers, podcasters, or those looking to launch a personal business or ministry. We offer brand services such as coaching, book cover, banner, and web design, just to name a few. To learn more about how we can help you build your brand, click the link in the episode show notes or visit rgsgroup.media today. That's rgsgroup.media. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Today, I have a special guest with me, Ben, and I am so excited to have this conversation with you, Ben. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Oh, my goodness. It's an honor for me to have this conversation with you. Um, So let's get started. The first question that I love to ask is I know things and I've gotten to watch you and know all these amazing things that you're doing. But my guests don't may may or may not um, know that already. So can you take a moment and just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was I was born with what's called arthrogryposis multiplex congenita, which is just is a really long, <laughs> fancy name for uh, fixed joints. All my joints are locked into place, my shoulders, my ankles, my uh, elbows, hips, everything's locked into place, concreted. But I'm not I'm not paralyzed or anything. So I always tell people, if you kick me, I'll feel it and I will kick you back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was I, I was I born I was born with that condition, um, which was it's really caused by not being able to move in the womb. Which mm-hmm. uh, my mother at the time she she was unaware of having um, the pregnancy, but then also with she had cervical cancer, and so they okay. were doing uh, cryotherapy to help that, and that caused me uh, to have very limited mobility in the womb. And that's that's what they say. Wow. They they feel this. They're pretty confident. That's probably what caused it. So I grew up with it. And um, not to go into long details, but I feel like when you when you grow up with something like this, it's the norm, you know. And so there, you're not having to play the recovery part of well, I lost something or I can no longer right. do something. I just grew up with it. And and because of that, uh, I learned to adapt really, really quickly to a lot of different situations. And my my mom and my grandparents were a big part of that. They were always super encouraging. You got it. You better try. And if you know, if if um, if you fall down, you get back up and you keep you keep moving forward. And at an early age, around 10, that's when I had my my salvation experience. That's when I, I just got on fire and and was totally radically changed uh, by God. 
And um, and I felt the the stirring in my belly, this call into music, to do what my grandfather did before me, and through um, through his his mentoring, that's what I started doing. Um, mm. So somewhere around between the age of ten and eleven, I started traveling on the weekends, going to churches, revival meetings, homecomings, conferences, and singing. Um, and it has just evolved from there uh, into whatever it is today. I'm not, <laughs> it, it's always fun when people say, well, what do you do for a living? And it's like, well, I don't know, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. I love that. So today we're going to talk about um, the Fisherman Leap and you're in a current tent maker leap, right? Yeah. 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 I am. So we're going to explore both of those. So I, I know that for you, a lot of your, your time has been spent in the singing and the music um, and so we're going to take a little bit of a different angle with this Fisherman Leap because you you made a choice in a specific genre of music, and then that has evolved into some other opportunities. So let's talk somewhat about just that genre, um, what led you in that direction, and then some of the opportunities from there. Sure. Yeah. So the the genre really came um, from my grandfather, and he he was. Uh, he was mid seventies when he passed in 2010. And at that point he had done um, really over 70 years worth of music, which is, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal when you think of, cause obviously yeah. he was, he was a toddler when he right. <laughs> really got into it. And, um, and so music was just a huge thing for him and it, and it centered around what we call Southern gospel music. Um, which a lot of people recognize as far as Bill Gaither and the Gaither vocal band and a lot of stuff like that, uh, the Gaither realm. That is what really sparked with me. And it and it wasn't, it, it, it'd be easy to say it was because of my grandfather. Um, and that is half true. It, it was, it really happened because of a video I watched of a quartet. They were retiring in 1999 and, um, and they had done a, they had planned a farewell tour for that year. But at the beginning of the year, they did a filming at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And uh and and they made that into a, a full-length concert DVD thing back when we had DVDs. And and I I remember watching that and falling in love with the authenticity the sincerity mm-hmm. that these these four guys had especially the two that that owned the group they were they were older gentlemen one of them was starting to have to go into dialysis so was, the health was failing thus they were retiring and in the way that they just presented the gospel in a very for me relatable way in a very real way it didn't feel cheesy it didn't feel hokey sometimes church stuff can feel very hokey <laughs> you know and and this felt real, and it attracted me to it. And the next thing I know, I'm I'm um, I'm learning all these old hymns, and and I'm learning some of these these Southern gospel classic songs, like from the Henson family and the Goodman family and the Spear family. And I'm learning these songs, and and my grand my papa's teaching me these songs. And uh, and and I, next thing I, he told me in the beginning, he said, if if the gospel bug ever bites you. It'll never let you go. You'll you'll be addicted to it. And and I found that to be so true. Yes, I love a lot of music, a lot of different styles and genres of music. I love singing a lot of different genres of music. But my heart always goes back to the Southern gospel realm. Mm, I love that. And there's something about that Southern gospel music and the words and Mm -hmm. how they just pull you back into 
the relationship with God, the friendship with God, and just the overall nature of God. That's that's so powerful. So, you know, one thing that I love is that um, it's really hard for people who just have just different physical challenges to be in the front. A lot of times they feel like they have to hide behind um, someone or something. They, you know, so there's a different level of confidence that you carry. And I, I want, I want to just ask you, where does that come from? How do you press past some of the mental challenges that could sometimes tell you no, you know, go, go somewhere else. And even if, you know, like, how do you move beyond that? Sure. It's, it's, there's so many different uh, layers to this. I feel like Um, when you, when you jump into uh, this type of, um, I don't really want to say, a public figure setting because that's what it is. It, it is what it is. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I don't view myself as some, you know, oh man, I'm so well known, but because it's not that, but I'm very much constantly in the spotlight, like right with, with everything, you know. And, and I think coming from it at such a young age really sets you into a, a different place. Cause again, it's almost like the disability thing, right? I didn't lose something. Um, I didn't have a private life to begin with. It just kind of <laughs> jumped right into, in, into this where everybody's asking questions and everybody wants yeah. to know things and everybody's curious. And, and so there, you know, you, you, you start developing early for me anyway, um, I'm developing early on the sense of um, being transparent and speaking my mind and uh and and also learning when to talk and when to be silent because that's it's a super important thing too there's there's certain topics in what i do as a musician um yes i'm a minister of the gospel but at the same time i'm a musician yeah. i am not a preacher there there are, are are yes i have opinions but there's a lot of stuff where it's like no be quiet this isn't this is not your ground i don't mm-hmm. i don't have the authority to speak here this is somebody else's uh, arena and and uh, so having to learn and navigate that as well but coming at this from uh, that young age transparency is everything and especially in the last mm, 10 years sincerity is everything being authentic being genuine is a very important thing that I've I've learned to fully embrace, which sometimes isn't pretty. You know, sometimes you're yeah. you're you're I'm going live on Facebook and I'm saying this is hard, <laughs> and this is what I'm going through. Uh, I remember just in February, just just recently, my step grandfather passed, mm-hmm. and and it was really sudden and it was really hard because uh, I've spent the last nine years growing to to um to know this man and to love this man this was my grandmother's first love her childhood sweetheart that she hadn't been with since then you know and and both of their spouses had passed at this point and and so they reconnected and i've spent these nine years really um growing in that relationship with him and and then he's diagnosed with stage four cancer and and i'm i'm having to how do i juggle being there uh for family um, but also maintaining a full tour schedule yeah. uh, and, and trying to, 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 to go get go over there to give people hope while also trying to get hope for myself, you know? Right. And um, what I found is that I have a community 
I had to kind of flip the way I thought about it. I have a community of people that I can be open with. And so I, that's what I did. I, I got on Facebook, made a big, I wrote out a big long thing of this is what I'm feeling. And, and it's hard, but I know God's called me to something and I have to maintain that calling. I've got to press forward and push through it. Um, but I could use those prayers. If if you'd like to give me some prayers, I'll, I will gladly take them. And the outpouring of love and support is unbelievable. So I know I'm kind of rambling on with that, but finding that that place of, of transparency um, as a public figure is, um, I think it's golden, honestly. I know it's hard. And I'm not saying that it, you know, Oh, it's nothing to it. Just, just go for it. But there's something really powerful to be said, especially when you're trying. You're you're spent, you're giving your entire life towards a message, towards right. a, a very uh, pointed and poignant message. To just embrace full transparency with your life with it, because that's that's what I see even through um, through the New Testament. You know, well, even Old Testament, really. You look at the prophets and the way they live their lives, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and then you go through and you see the apostles and you see Paul, and and there was never a dual life. It was never okay. Well, this is my preaching time, or this is my ministry time, and now this is my personal time. It's The, the, the whole thing is together. Mm-hmm. It, you're, you're never out of one and into another. They're, it's very much all connected, and and, uh, and I have to live my life in that way. Everything is ministry, and everything's personal. <laughs> I love that. It's whew, I'm telling you, I literally just had a conversation with someone that said, Almost the identical thing. So when I hear things more than once, I know God is talking to me too. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So I love that. Now, tell me, um, a couple, I don't know if it was a year or two ago, I saw this amazing thing that you were on the America's... Yeah, America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. And I mean, that's why I asked that original question, because... We can be the biggest critics of ourselves. We can limit what God wants to do in our lives so much. And um, the mindset that you have is just beautiful. And I love it. And so when I saw that, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. So tell us what led you to doing that. That was a huge leap in itself (laughs) and totally a fisherman leap because you were just fine on tour. You had enough on your plate already. And you said, you know, I want to take this a step further. Tell me what led to that. This is a wild story. Um, and, and it, it, it's, it's crazy when I look back at it because it, 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 it only happened, uh, let's see here in a few days, it'll be a, a year ago. So, um, it, it, it's somewhat still recent, but it feels like forever ago. It feel, in fact, a lot of times it feels like it never even really happened because it's so, it's such a surreal thing. Um, it was definitely honestly, truthfully, something I was not looking for. Um, I did not pursue it. I didn't send in a tape. I didn't request to be on the show at all. Uh, I've done, obviously, I've done plenty of competitions in the past, as a, especially as a kid, my preteen years, um, doing those thing, things to try to get exposure. But I, I've never enjoyed it. I've, I've always, I've, I detest, absolutely detest uh, competition type <laughs> stuff. Don't like it at all. But we were, um, this is two, three years ago, in the studio. I was cut a brand new song called Real As I Believe. And my producer uh, that I was working with, 
he said, man, let's um, let's let's take as we're building the framework for the track to try to really get a good vibe for the song. Let's see if we can do uh, True Colors. Let's see if we take True Colors, listen to it, Cindy Lauper's version, and use it as a guide to base this new track off of. And that's re- really what we did. So, if, I mean, if you ever go through, listen to Reels, I believe it has the wah, wah, wah type of type of guitar swells going on, which is what's in the Cindy Lauper. Uh, true colors that's, mm-hmm. oh, it's a synth pad not to get technical but um so we based it off of true colors and when we got the the rough track finished i took it on the road with me because i wanted to know that it was going to work in a live concert setting that it was that people were going to resonate with the feel of it and then the message of it and i also wanted to see if it worked in what i do already so the other songs that i have did it really gel and so took it on the road, was singing it. And somebody, um, this would be a year and a half ago, sees me in concert. I'm singing this song and they videoed it and they put it on TikTok and it gets 600,000 views in 24 hours. I mean, it just blows up like wow. crazy. I, I, I didn't even have a TikTok <laughs> account, so I didn't even know what was going on. I'm, I'm in Nashville and suddenly I'm getting flooded with emails and messages on Facebook and Instagram over this song, people going, I love Reels, I believe it's such a great song. Do you have a lyric sheet? Do you have a chord chart? Do you have a track for it? Do you have, can I work and I buy it? And I was like, how do these people even know? I, this song's not out. <laughs> I don't understand why these people know that this song exists. <laughs> and then, um, and then lo and behold, I find out it's on TikTok, blowing up, going viral. And after a few days, I get an email from this lady and she says, I'm a talent scout for America's Got Talent saw your video on TikTok. She said, I wasn't even working. I was off the clock and I was just scrolling for fun on TikTok and your video popped up and uh, and I was just moved to tears. So I, I had to reach out. I desperately want you to consider being on the show. Wow. And I read that email a couple of times and then I deleted it. I, <laughs> I just went, shoop, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> and a few days later, I get another email. My grandmother gets an email. I get a Facebook message and an Instagram. Like she went to town to reach out to me. And she said, I'm a real person. You can look me up on LinkedIn. This is for real. This is a right. <laughs> and and uh, and my wife, Natalie, and, and, and my grandmother and my mom, I was talking with them about it. And I, I said, I don't like competition. I don't want to do a competition. And they said, you've been, you've been proclaiming the gospel for over 20 years, waiting for an opportunity to really reach a lot of people. You've just had someone reach out and say, hey, we'll put you on a stage in front of millions and you get to do what you do and you say no to it. That doesn't make a lot of sense. And I said, well, good point. (laughs) Perhaps I'll do it. And so I I sent an email over. I said, I'll do it. She asked for a whole bunch of songs. I sent our videos of me singing, which we have loads of. So I sent... I bet I sent 20 videos of different songs of me singing wow. in concerts in different places. She wrote me back and said, uh, great, here's a list of songs. We really want you to pick one of these songs, learn it, do a video, send it our way. Number two on the list was True Colors. Mm-hmm. They had no idea about any of the other stuff. Wow. Um, and 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 it, it just I, I I read that list and I thought okay Lord you're uh, you're really moving here on this so True Colors has to be the one so I chose True Colors 
And um, I got on a Zoom call with them and they started arranging it. And I met with the, one of their music producers on a Zoom call. He had a keyboard in front of him and he just started playing what the actual track that I auditioned with on the show. And uh, and he put it together. He pieced the whole thing together. He arranged it all. And um, and it, it was it was truly an amazing experience to get to do that. And and when I said yes to the arrangement, I said, I really like that arrangement. I can I can do something with that vocally. He then said, uh, well, that'll be great. And when you get on stage and we'll have the lights and everything, it'll look really good. It'll it'll just it'll be a really good moment for the show. And it was then that I realized, oh, I'm not auditioning to be on the show. I'm already on the show. Oh. We're just trying to figure out what I'm singing. This is great. Thank you so much for listening. I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you in mind. If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan, and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps, five week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting thefiveleaps.com. Thank you so much. Now, let's get back started with this episode. Right. This is really, I didn't, I didn't realize this. And then the next week I'm getting paperwork, you know, over 20 documents to sign my life away and <laughs> planning out the itinerary and, and getting flights and hotels booked and all that stuff. And it was just like, wow, this is really happening. And it was such a whirlwind because we went at the end of April and, uh, and spent, we were there for, I think like five or six days. We only filmed for two, but we were there for five or six days. And, um, and so much happened in, in that short amount of time that was just unbelievable. Like a lot of God things behind the scenes mm. of interacting with crew members, having people come up saying, you know, okay, your wife's carrying a Bible. You said you're a gospel singer. I have I have some questions about this Jesus. Yeah, and 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 it, and they were genuine conversations. It wasn't like a I'm an atheist and I want to debate. It it was very much a I don't know what I believe and you seem to know what you believe. I want to know why. I want to know what um, makes you believe what you believe. And we had a bunch of those conversations back backstage. So that when that kind of stuff started happening, I went, Lord, I don't even care what happens on the show. Like as far as the public goes, this right here is worth everything. Yes. Um, and and that was that was great. And then then the episode aired, and the comments and messages and emails just went crazy i think the last time i looked uh total i got i don't know somewhere around four almost 14 million views uh, globally and the comments were all over the map but the ones that hit me the most were um we had one that said you know my child's in icu and uh and her stats just they keep plummeting and so we had the tv on one night and your audition aired, you started singing, and all of her her stats, her vitals stabilized. 
And the second you stop singing, they started to, to decline again. And so I quickly went on YouTube, found your your performance and put it on loop and just kept it playing, kept it playing. Oh, kept my it goodness. Playing. Had another person reach out, said, um, I was I was I've been heavily considering suicide. And I get on YouTube and here you roll out in the wheelchair and you look in the camera and you say, I see your true colors shining through. And I thought to myself, I can make it one more day if he can make oh. it. And he says that to me, I can make it one more day. We had a lot of those kind of things. And that's that that's when I just thought, you know, I am thankful. <laughs> I am really thankful for what's what's happening here. And, and it is way beyond me. It it's it transcends me immensely. But that that experience was incredible. I only did the one the one taping. Um I technically made it through two rounds, but they only filmed one round. The second round happened um in a, a private meeting with the judges. Um, and then uh, I, I went into what they called a wild card thing, which I don't I had to get into all that stuff. But just that one airing um, brought about some really dramatic, significant things. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't even know <laughs> it's where a to lot. go from there. That, that's right there. You know, as you were talking, I just thought about how I always say that God prepares us for the plan that he wants us to execute. Um, and a lot of times we think, okay, I'm a plan first and then mm -hmm. I'm gonna get prepared and then mm -hmm. I'm execute. And I'm like, the kingdom of God works differently. And hearing you say you were doing concerts for what, 20 years. Yeah. And then from a concert and you being obedient and diligent, this opportunity came about that puts you in front of millions, something that you are almost like, no, nope, nope, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> and right. God is like, no, actually, <laughs> I need <laughs> you to do this, you know? And that to me speaks volumes because when we are in the will of God, when we are doing what he's called us to do, he can get the glory far beyond what we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And that's what this story is, is, I knew I'm like this. I knew there had to be more to it. So I was excited to hear the more, but had no idea about the God encounters. Like that's what we are here for. Right. That is yeah, absolutely, you, you know, you, you using your voice for the glory of God. It, I mean, so powerful. So tell me, you know, looking back on just this whole story and just seeing how God has woven everything together. How has that made things a little different from you? Like your, 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 not from you, but for you, like your perspective, your um, music, what do you feel like has changed since you know, then? Uh, it's, it's, so pondering that question is, is, is making me think about um, so many times you go through life and you kind of, you pick up a, a statement of belief, you know, I believe in this and you kind of just say it. And if, if you were ever questioned on it, you'd be like, no, I really do believe that. But when a moment happens in your life, and it radically shakes everything, like it just rattles the cages of your world, flips it upside down. That one statement that you you knew you believed, but now you're like, you believe it. Now it's like, right. man, I am sold on this. Like, sold. I just <laughs> thought I believed it, but now I really believe it. I, I've right, always right. lived life as a whatever comes, let's go. Um, I, I, I want to just roll with the punches, if you will. And, and I, I don't, I don't like, 
uh, long-term planning. I don't like, um, I don't I don't like being spontaneous. I can tell you that, but, but I don't like just going, okay, this is what's going to happen um, five years from now. And we're going to do this. I'm going right. towards this goal because <laughs> I, I, I have spent enough. I've lived at least a little bit long enough to, to have enough moments that make me go, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> it doesn't work. Every time I plan, something goes, nope, <laughs> <laughs> wrong way, you're going this way, buddy. Right. And and what this did was really solidify, that. because ever since AGT, there has been a massive um, progression in, in spiritual growth and spiritual enlightenment um, with God and biblical truths. And uh, I mean, we're plugged into a phenomenal um, um, word-based discipleship-driven church, which is phenomenal. I don't, I don't think we have enough right. of those, in, right. especially yeah. in the states. And so everything is is about one-on-one connection and and di- just discipling, right? And so there's been this massive growth that that has come from that. And then when you put the AGT thing on top of it, and and I start experiencing a lot of these uh, conversations that I've had. Um, with my, with my with my pastor, and I'm seeing all of it display itself in reality. It it, it makes it look, it just feels because again you you look at this stuff and you go yeah it's real yeah I believe it, but then you start experiencing a lot of this kind of stuff right. and you go no no I really do <laughs> like <laughs> I really believe it, <laughs> and and so I've been solidified in this. Um, God has a plan. I mean, I mean, Romans 8, 28. I know all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And and there and, and there's the sovereignty of God at play here that is orchestrating all of these little um movements, if you will, that's pulling life in a certain direction. And the only thing I can do is kind of ride for it. But at the same time, yes, there's sovereignty. There's also my choice my will of going yes lord let's go with that i don't i don't want to push against the current here of what you have in store and so i it what it's done for me again just to kind of be redundant here um is it solidified in me the commitment like hardcore commitment of god whatever you want i'm going for that mm-hmm. if if i if i feel prayerful discernment that you're leading in this direction, I'm going to go blindly full force into it without any reservation or hesitation. And, uh, and if there's fears, of course, there's going to be fears. I mean, let's dismiss that and just push forward with it yeah. because you're leading in this direction. Mm, that's so good. That right there is the key to taking leaps. I wrote a question down that I wanted to ask what do you feel like your life would be like had you not mm. taken that leap? I told someone years ago, because um, we were talking about life and all this stuff, and I, I, I not, this is somewhat related. I, I told them, you know, I feel, I almost know with certainty that if I didn't have the disability, I would not have been led into the situation that led me to God. And without the disability, there'd be no God for me. But also without the disability, there'd be no humbleness. 
either in my life. Wow. Because I, I can I know myself well enough to know that there's enough pride buried in there that I I, I, I could easily go in that direction. And um and so I I I look at all of this stuff and realize that everything has a purpose. Everything has a reason for it. And and I I'm I have such a limited sight, a limited perspective on my life in the world that there's no way, no way I can confidently proclaim that this is good, this is bad, this is evil, this was wonderful. Um, I just know based off of my perspective that, yeah, I personally enjoyed such a thing, or I personally thought that was horrible, and I never want to go through that again. But when it comes to eternity, like there is so much that happened biblically, in the, especially in the Old Testament, especially in the Old Testament, that didn't come to fruition until generations later. You know, it's like mm. Abraham never saw his fulfillment of right. the promise, but yet it happened. And and then when the prophets started their preaching of the coming Messiah, they never saw it. They never got to experience the actual Messiah coming down. And then and then you know, I mean, even when we when they when we got the Messiah, nobody believed it. And they were like, ah, this guy's a blasphemer. <laughs> we're, we're gonna right. we're gonna kill him for it. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so the having that perspective, I think it's it's important. You gotta have the right perspective on it. And I know without a shadow of doubt, you know, without without God, so much of this would be different. Without these experiences that have happened thus far, so much would be different. Everything has has um led me, driven me, motivated me, and and molded and shaped me in uh as a, as the person that I am today, but also in the direction that I'm going today. Mm, so good. Oh my goodness. We could, we could chat forever, but I know that our time is limited. Um, I do have one more question I want to ask you before we officially wrap up is when you are singing and you're doing the concerts and you're singing in church, do you consider that like yourself as a minister or do you consider yourself you know, I'm just a servant or how, what's your perspective that leads you to do that? And let me, let me tell you why I'm asking this question, because sometimes I think people, they can get a little too wrapped up in the titles and feel like, mm -hmm. okay, if I don't have that, then I'm not doing that. And then sometimes I think people don't ne necessarily honor it enough, but I want someone who's thinking I have this gift, but I have to do it this way or that way to, I, I want that to be removed. If that's a barrier to them stepping out into what oh, God yeah. called them to do. I had this conversation yesterday with my pastor <laughs> because I said, you know, what's funny to me about some of these churches I go into is they are sold 100% that you can't be a pastor unless you've gone to seminary. And he and I laughed about it. And he leaned forward and he said, yeah, where, where verse is that that says you need to go to school to be a preacher? <laughs> This um, it's right. so trivial. It's so funny. You know, we we get hung up on our on our titles and 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 uh, and different things. But um, I am. I heard this song. This is super cliche, but I'm going to say it because it's true. I'm a, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. That's uh, another th another thing I heard once was um, I'm just I'm another beggar trying to tell other beggars where the food is. Mm -hmm. that that that's all this really boils down to and and if i'm honest and truthful 
that if if you have come into this relationship and experienced this salvation uh, from Christ, and you're you're growing in this relationship with Jesus, you actually don't really have an excuse to not be. Um, if you want to use the word minister, then fine. Use that word. I don't think you need to use the word minister. Yeah. You are called to proclaim the gospel period. The second you become a believer, you're in the game now, (laughs) now, now you got to go tell other people about what, what, what you're experiencing and what he's done for you. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's way too easy, especially in our American society right? uh, to, to get hung up on, you know, well, I don't have a degree. Um, I don't, which it's kind of with that, I, my, my thought immediately goes to, well, Steve Jobs was a dropout and, right. and went on yeah. to, to create this, this, uh, what are they, the trillion dollar value now, I think, right. company that changed the world. Uh, I mean, you don't need these uh, worldly um, accolades, titles, uh, doctorates, masters, ba- even a bachelor's degree. You don't even need a GED anymore. <laughs> if you if you want to make a difference in the world, then train yourself on the things of truth, and yeah. then start doing that. Yes, so do good. It, do it with quality. Yes, Ben, this has been such an amazing conversation. We didn't even didn't even get to talk about the tent making, but that's okay. We may have to have you come back, but I'm so thankful for this conversation because I, it was loaded, I mean, with so much wisdom, so much truth, so much um, authenticity, and I'm so thankful for you. So um, as we end our time together, two last questions. What is your next leap? Cause you just made a huge one what, a little less than a year ago or a little over a year ago. And where can people mm, find you? Mm, mm, mm. I think the next <laughs> leap for me is um, uh, scaling, growing this into something bigger, it, which I know that, that, you know, that's what I've been attempting to do. You could say for 20 years, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, um, I feel a bit ruthless with it now. Now I feel, <laughs> I feel motivated and, yeah. and, and really, really driven for it. And uh, and and it's not the fame. You don't care about that, right? Because the, the the AGT thing that, that didn't bring fame anyway. It it brought a lot of exposure, but that stuff fades so quickly. What it brought was opportunities, though, and opportunities for me to pour more out of myself of what it is I'm trying to tell the world. There's hope. There's redemption. There's forgiveness. There's yes. there's a future for you. You know. Uh, and so now I'm 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 just way more driven to to push this forward. We're looking at um, doing some real estate stuff on the side, which I've never publicly said. But um, I, I, the reason I want to do that is that they're, they have more finances, not for myself, not right. for a house, uh, but they have the finances to pour into other people, other ministries, uh, family. I, I want to give, 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 give more than I have, which we're already there. So now I need to have more. So right. I can- Give more of that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that that's kind of where I'm at now. As far as where oh, you can find awesome. me everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, benwaits.com is probably the best place uh to 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 find me. B-E-N-W-A-I-T-E-S dot com, benwaits.com. 
All right. Well, Ben, again, it has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for everything that you share with my listeners. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.